Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to a bonus episode of What We Said podcast. <laughs> hey guys, how are you? Welcome back. Welcome back to the show where we two girls on a couch late at night starting to get slap happy giving you the best advice you've ever heard in your entire life. If you did not know, once a month we do bonus episodes on the last Friday of every month. And you guys write in anything you need advice on, can be boys, family, relationship drama, school, career, anything you can think of. And we will give you our best advice. We know all of the secrets of the universe and we're here to share them with you. So you're lucky. You're welcome. Also, if you didn't know, this is Chelsea's voice. This is me talking. And this is JC's voice. We wanted to give you guys a brief rundown of the last few days of our New York trip because we recorded our episode that just went up on Tuesday. We gave you guys an update on New York and how it was going, but that was on day two, I think. Yeah, that was the first full day we had been there. Mm -hmm. But it was a really, really fun trip. Go watch our vlogs if you want to see what we did and how we spent our time. That's the best uh, recap. We also have a highlight on our what we said Instagram that you can go to called New York, and it has everything that we did while we were in New York. And Chelsea and I both took the week off of stories on our personal stories and just did them on what we said. And it was so fun Mm -hmm. because it felt like, it kind of felt like the podcast where we were just showing you guys what we were doing together and all hanging out together. And we would read through your messages like together. You know what I mean? It was was so fun. So I got home and I was like, I never want to post my own stories again. I know. It was like a weight lifted off. And not that like posting stories is such a hassle or it's such a burden, but it's just another thing on the to-do list, you know? Yeah. So, this just kind of took a load off. It was so fun yeah. too. Especially so, when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Just, just as a content creator. But if you do follow our Instagram, then you saw this debate and we thought we'd talk about it a little bit because, you know, I want to get your guys' opinions. So Beth was saying... How did this even come up, actually? I don't remember. I don't remember either. It, it, w- was it at Ha 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 or Ja Ja Ja? It was... I, that I, was the first time we talked about it. Because Beth was like shook to her core. Because did you ask her if she was a touchy person or something? I don't remember. I don't remember how this came up. But basically, Beth was telling us, she was like, oh yeah, I would consider you guys like not touchy people at all. Like not affectionate. You guys never hug. Um, and She's like, you guys like, never hug each other. Yeah. 
And we were like, well, we see each other every day. And she's like, yeah, but still. And we're like, that'd be weird to hug each other every single day. Like, hey, greet each other like that. And when you leave each other, just for our relationship, it just doesn't fit for some reason. Also, we've known each other for so long and we've never done that. No. We were saying though, it's a little different when you do see each other every single day, specifically for work as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, you know, every night we hang out, but we were trying to plead our case plead our case plead 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 our case to Beth because she was like no you guys I feel like are the weird ones that you guys never hug like she was like JC you've hugged me twice Chelsea JC you've hugged me three times such a lie Chelsea maybe twice no that is such a lie by the way (laughs) three times in two over two years that we've worked together not a chance it has been at least 10 or 15. Yeah. There's no way it's been three times. She goes, how many times genuinely, she was asking me, Chelsea, how many times genuinely do you think you guys have hugged in the last year? And I was like, 2020 or like 2019? And I was like, uh, I was like at least like seven or eight. And she was like, me thinking that was a lot. Like me being like, I think like seven or eight No, Chelsea goes, she's, she looks at me, she goes, oh, at least seven. <laughs> I'm like, Chelsea, that is not a lot at all. That's- and Beth was like, seven? That's how much I hug my other friends in one week. That's so funny. I really think every rela- relationship is just different. And I was telling Chelsea, there are actually other people who I'm more touchy with, other friends who yeah. are like more huggy and touchy that I will totally hug them every time yeah. I see them. But it's also, if Chelsea and I haven't seen each other in a month, we will definitely hug. Yeah. I was going to say, every time I used to come visit you, you would hug. Mm-hmm. Like, hello and goodbye. Absolutely. And we were saying almost the more, the better you know someone, and at least for me, Mm -hmm. the closer I am with someone, the less I hug them. Yeah, because it's just like, you don't need that. I feel like hugging is more of a greeting sometimes, like Mm -hmm. a handshake in our society. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. It's like a cultural thing. But then Chelsea asked Leif. Yeah. If she, if he thought I was, <laughs> wait, what did you ask him? Because while we're at ha ha ha, like I've always considered me to be, I'm like, I'm the problem. I've always considered me to not be touchy and like, that's just how I am. But I thought maybe you were like a little bit more touchy than me even. And then I was like, Leif, do you think that, would you consider JC to be a touchy person? And Leif just goes, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but Leif, I'm touchy with you. He just nodded. And did the weirdest face and terrified. <laughs> yeah, see, see, it's weird because it's like, I was even telling Nick, I'm very touchy with Nick. Like, I even tell Nick sometimes my love language with him is like physical touch. Yeah, I'm like clingy yeah. to Leif. Like, I'll be like, cuddle me. <laughs> but I never, even if growing you, up. If you and I were, well, we are often. It's like, okay, well, just barely when we're in New York, we're in a hotel bed together watching Catfish. We are not touching at all. No, we're not cuddling. We're and not Beth cuddling was saying that all. they will cuddle. Like her and her other friends will like cuddle, like lean, lean on each other and lay on each other and like uh, hold that, each other's hands. I'm like, maybe I do have a problem because that freaks me out. Like yeah, even it, the thought of doing that with you, like literally when we just fear intimacy. I'm like, love you more than words, but me like laying on your shoulder while no. watching catfish would not be right for no. us. Also, I was saying maybe if I'm the one cuddling, but I do not like to be cuddled. I feel the same. Specifically. Like if someone were to like lay on me and like. the, the It's like claustrophobic. Yes. I agree. Like I'm the same overload. way. And it's funny because I'm, I'll go on and off with Leif where like, I'll be like, cuddle me, cuddle me. And then mm-hmm. other times I'm just like, oh, get off. Like I have yeah. my moments. I'm yeah. not, I wouldn't consider myself overly affectionate, but I don't know. I just don't know if we're weird or I if. Know. But a lot of people did message and they were like, I've hugged my best friend of 10 years, maybe four times. Yes. Like, 
so I don't think we're too crazy. You know what I was thinking? Maybe if I grew up with more and for both of us, since we mostly grew up with brothers, like I grew mm-hmm. up with one sister, but I think that's probably why. Because I was even telling Nick, I'm like, uh, it's not like me and my older brothers were like cuddling all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who would have taught me to like cuddle besides my mom, you know? Yeah. I feel like maybe if we grew up with a lot of sisters or even around, I even didn't even have that many girlfriends. Like my two best friends when I was growing up were boys. So it's like, who was I cuddling? Yeah, it's true. You know? Yeah. Makes sense. So maybe if we grew up with a lot of sisters or a lot more girls, it would be more comfortable, but mm-hmm. it's just not like comfortable for It's me. not the norm. Yeah. That actually is a good point. But even it's like we were saying, there are sisters who are super like kind yeah. of affectionate, and there are sisters who are just not at all. Yeah. It's weird. You know, it, it's not, we were saying it's not good or bad. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's how you are. So there, we get like a ton of messages like you need therapy, you yeah. guys. Like you fear intimacy on a deep <laughs> yeah. level. New matcha alert. New favorite matcha <laughs> alert. Weir, weir. <laughs> I am so glad that I found Art of Tea. Okay, you guys. I get asked a lot. You know, sometimes influencers say, people ask me all the time, but this is actually truly one of my most asked questions on my Instagram is what kind of matcha powder I use for my at-home matcha lattes. And I've recently discovered Art of Tea and it was a gift from heaven above because This is one of the best matchas I've ever had. Beth is also uh, quite the matcha drinker. And this is also her favorite matcha as well. I have to say something in full transparency. You were using a different matcha powder and you said this one's better. Yes. I just want to make that clear because I feel like some people think like, oh, I saw her promote a different one. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this one's better. Mm -hmm. It's also ceremonial grade, which is very important. Not only for aesthetics, even though it does make it very, very green, but for your health. Amazing. Love it. So Art of Tea is an organic tea importer based in Los Angeles, California, on a mission to impact as many lives as possible through tea by creating a healthy, delicious, and sustainable tea drinking experience. Art of Tea wants to do well by doing good and hopes to create a brighter tomorrow through tea. Today, you can try their delicious organic teas for 20% off using code WHATWESAID20 at www.artoftea.com. They believe in using only the highest quality ingredients and source all of their teas and botanicals directly from the source. Art of Tea sources from the top 2% of all teas produced in the world. Art of Tea hand blends and packs all their whole leaf teas in-house in their Los Angeles facility. Every time you order from Art of Tea, your order will be made fresh just for you. They are contributing to a more eco-friendly world through their biodegradable tea bags and sustainable packaging. They also have a collection of teaware and tea gifts, including at-home matcha kits, which would be a super cute gift, teapots, mugs, a candle. They got lots of good stuff. You can also take their little tea quiz for personalized recommendations about what you would enjoy based on your preferences and lifestyle. They have over 100 tea blends to choose from, so they're going to have anything to satisfy your cravings. And yeah, basically, they're just the best. We're obsessed with their tea. Definitely go check out the matcha. Today, you can try their delicious organic teas for 20% off using code what we said 20 at www.artoftea.com. Go check it out. Okay, should we get into your advice? Yeah, let's get into it. Advice column. Okay, I'll go first. Hi, JC and Chelsea, and of course, Beth. Just wanted to let you guys know that all three of your lives are so inspiring, and I feel like I can just feel the positivity and truly good intentions radiating off of whatever you guys do, whether it's this podcast, Insta stories, and JC's Sunday vlogs, truly a calming weekend essential. Wow. Thank you for being such a light in so many people's lives, especially during a time when social media can feel so draining. Wow. That was really really nice and really long and sweet. Kind. Thank you. 
Anyway, here is my question. Do you guys have any tips on how to forgive someone when you know they will never notice what they did or how they hurt you and will certainly never apologize? I feel so at peace with forgiveness sometimes and try to remind myself that most of the time people are just doing their best, but then they'll do something that hurts me again and I'll be upset. I don't know. Maybe forgiveness is not such a final thing, but rather something you always have to work on. Any tips on working on it? Thank you guys for all that you do. Take care of yourselves. P.S. Please do an episode with Leif on tips for staying so calm. Staying so calm and unstressed. Honestly, so impressive. And maybe a health and wellness themed one with Beth. Oh, Aww. those are good suggestions. Yeah. Um. Okay, forgiveness. This is like deep. I know. I don't know why I was thinking about this the other day, but I was thinking about forgiveness specifically. And forgiveness to me and like at least what we've learned a lot like in our church is not even for the other person necessarily as much as it is for you and your healing. Like when you're holding on to a grudge, it doesn't really affect the other person half as much as it affects you. So unfortunately, you have to just kind of detach your forgiveness from expectations of change Mm -hmm. from the other person. So even though it's kind of hard not to like, okay, I forgive them and hope for the best. And then if they disappoint you, it's kind of like, "Eh, okay, I have to like do this whole process again. But I feel like if you work on letting go of the expectation that they will change and kind of forgive them for your own sake, like I have to just let this go. It's like, this is a very small example, but, and I think I've actually might've shared this on the podcast before recently, but Dak Shepard, who's married to Kristen Bell was talking about this story about how he, would always yell at her to close the cabinets. Like she would never close the the cabinet doors in their kitchen or the cupboards or whatever. And he was like, I was getting so upset and actually hurt that like I would ask her a bunch of times and she would never just close them. And it's like such a simple thing that I would ask her to do. And he was saying, then one day I just realized that she'll never change and that's okay. I mean, maybe she will, but like I can't ever expect her to stop doing that. The only person that that it's hurting so much is myself that I'm so upset about this. So all I have to do is just close the cabinets and move on with my day. It's not that hard. It's a very simple thing. And he was like, my life changed by that one simple thing because I kind of let it go. And I got rid of my expectations of like, why won't she change this for me? Like, doesn't she know that this hurts my feelings? You know, mm-hmm. I guess. I know. I, relates, I was going to but... say, I don't know if my my advice was similar. I just don't know if it's like the healthiest way. I was just going to say detach. Yeah. I don't know if that's, I've found, again, whether it's healthy or not. Like distract I don't know. yourself. Yeah, maybe I need <laughs> therapy. But I always, I feel like in hard situations, I said this when we were moving. This is not about forgiveness necessarily, but like hard things that I'm going through. I just literally detach from them so that I don't have to be upset. Like, yeah. which helps me get through a lot of things, but I don't know yeah. that that's the best thing. <laughs> but detaching from expectations yeah, can be helpful. Yeah, detach from expectations for sure. You know, mm-hmm. like I think detach from expectations, not your emotions, though. Yeah, I don't know. When we were moving, I just had like I let myself be sad for a little bit, but I mean, I really did. I feel like let myself feel all the emotions, but I really did just detach from the situation and was like, I can't change this. So what's the point of like, yeah, being so upset? And that's how I've gotten through basically everything in my life. And I don't know. I feel like it works for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not a therapist. You know? Yeah. But I think that's a better, a healthier way to say it is detaching from expectations, not from your literal emotions. Because yeah. you should be able to feel emotions and yeah. not feel bad about it. But I think, is what's that quote about like, 
holding a grudge is like, maybe this is not it, but it's like drinking poison. What is that one? Like, mm-hmm. and expecting, oh, that's something else. Inspecting the other person to die or something? Yeah, but it, basically what the sick. quote means is that, yeah, you're only hurting yourself by yeah. holding on to things that other people do. So you got to let it go. Yeah. Oh, my turn. Hi, JC and Chelsea. Love you both so much. I love the advice you two give. So I thought I would come to you with this issue. I have been dating my boyfriend for a few years now and I absolutely love him. Here's the thing. I have really bad anxiety problems and OCD. Because of these things, it's important for me to follow routine and to have a clean and organized environment to manage my stress levels. I also have a lot of what I feel are self-care parts of my day, like sitting down and eating pretty healthy meals, running, working out, listening to podcasts, meditation, yoga, decorating my apartment to look aesthetic and peaceful. So it feels like a safe space, journaling and going to bed early. Wow. Okay. I am also a student right now. Shame, sir. No, I was just (laughs) saying that was a lot. Like I thought she was going to be like, oh, you know, like eating healthy and working out. Oh, I am also a student right now. So I allow ample time during the evenings to study after work. I know this all sounds like I am very type one and I probably am, but I tried to do all of this to manage my stress to avoid panic attacks. Here's the issue. My boyfriend just moved in with me and it's been a really hard transition. I love him so much, but he's the complete opposite of me. He thrives in a messy environment. He leaves trash everywhere. He piles clothes on the floor. He has a lot of electronics. There's nothing that bugs me more than a lot of electronics and cords. So he has a bunch of wires going across the floor, hooking up to all his games. He also never does dishes or laundry and always asks me to do his. My apartment... Are we sure he... chill, uh, Chill down my spine. Are we sure he thrives in trash? Like, I'm I'm shook. He thrives in trash. (laughs) My apartment has turned into a dump and it doesn't bother him at all. Every time I ask him nicely to try to be a little cleaner or tell him I like things to be clean to help with my anxiety, he kind of makes it into a joke and says he's trying to help me get over my OCD and that I need to loosen up. He also (laughs) pressures me to stay up with him and play video games or watch movies until 2 a.m. While I love doing this with him, I have to get up for work really early, so I can't stay up that late every night. He also eats junk food all the time and makes fun of me when I am not eating the same food as him. I love him so much and I hate that I just can't relax and feel okay in the mess and the lack of routine. I've just been getting so anxious that I've had to leave my house a lot just to feel at peace. What do I do? Love you guys. Oh, this, this is, is really hard. It's really hard too because most of the time it is nice when you have a yin and yang kind of personalities mm-hmm. that can complement each other. But there's got to be some compromise. And it sounds like you're compromising a little bit more than he is. Like, it sounds like he's like, I'm helping you be a little bit more loosey-goosey. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. go with the flow, which is great. Like, it is great for somebody like you who maybe feels a little bit, like, uptight to have someone who shows you that life can be okay if you just go with the flow. But it's not, like, necessarily his job to do that. Like, you know, and, like, make fun of you for it. Well, per and, se? and also you, yeah, you both need to compromise here and there. But if you want to live a healthy lifestyle where you're going to bed early, like, I don't know. It's like, those, those are great goals to have and you shouldn't feel pressure to stay up till 2 a.m. and like throw off your whole schedule and, and live in a dirty environment. Because mm-hmm. first of all, I don't think anyone thrives in like a mess. No, no, no. I don't think he thrives in a mess, but Well, that's what she said. No, I know that's I'm agreeing with oh, you. Okay. I don't I don't think that he necessarily thrives in a mess. I think maybe he thinks maybe he thrives he's used in a to mess. It. Yeah, exactly. And I think that some people can function in a right. mess more so than other people. Where like sounds like for you it would drive you crazy where you're just like, oh, I cannot have these wires. Like some people can just be like, yeah, 
yeah, ignore exactly. it. Everyone's but different. they would probably prefer it not be there, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's just communication is key. And, and you need to make it clear to him that this is more than just like a funny little like, oh, you yeah. should do this. It's like, no, this is affecting my mental health and my anxiety very negatively. And I need you to meet me in the middle somewhere where it's like, even if you can start with one thing, you don't have to be like, you now have to go to bed early with me. You also need to eat my healthy meals and whatever. But it's like, maybe just start with being like, I really feel that we would both do better if we're in a clean environment. Mm -hmm. So I really need you to just make that extra effort to like keep things tidy. And I don't know how to like- I remember what I was going to say. See, this is where I disagree with the whole like, you know, in a relationship, everything is ours. In situations like that, People need, even with children, they need to feel like they have their own space to take care of because it sounds like you are kind of in that everything is ours. Every part of the house is ours. Like, and in that way, he's like, oh, she'll clean up everything. Yeah. So at that point, you kind of almost have to be like, this is yours. This is your closet or whatever it is. I mean, I don't know how much space you have, but this is your desk. And if it make it somewhere where it's like out of your sight, and even if it's a little bit in your sight, like maybe just try and bear with that one place, Mm -hmm. but be like, okay, all of your gaming stuff, all of your stuff is on here. This is literally your place right here because then it makes them more accountable, I guess, and feel more ownership over that area. This is what she talks about in um, The Magic of Tidying Up. Mm-hmm. Basically, like you have to have your own sanctuary per se so that if he feels like this is mine and if if I don't clean it up, nobody will, he'll have to start cleaning it up. At some point. Like, and if he it, doesn't- get to a breaking point. Yeah. I, it's so weird. I feel like <laughs> neither Leif and I or I, it's weird because we, we're both very organized in certain ways. And then in other ways, not at all. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, for me, I've always considered myself very unorganized. But when it comes to like my computer, my my hard drives, my photos, labeled by date, like everything is impeccable. And people will be like, oh my gosh, how how is it so organized? I'm like, because I would not be able to function if it wasn't because how would I find all the photos that I need? Like, exactly. But in other ways, I'm not, organized at all. Like my clothes and my, you know, dressers have always just been like so messy and I'll throw clothes everywhere and stuff. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I think Leif hit his breaking point. We were both like that. And then we realized like, oh, we have no one to pick up after us. Mm -hmm. No one is doing these like chores. And then Leif more than me, I think, got like to his breaking point where he's like, I literally am now like a clean freak. Yeah. And now not a clean freak, but I feel like now he's like so much more organized. Can't really function unless yeah. our space is like more tidy whereas I can still function when it's like chaotic I'm like, yeah. and it's fine yeah and he's like no I literally can't like do it and I'm getting almost more to that stage yeah. now where I kind of want things to be clean but it took me years to get there yeah so no, maybe definitely. I'll get there one day yeah and again it's like you're probably helping him just as much as maybe you feel like he's helping you like you know loosen up a little bit even though it does stress you out so you know find ways to be grateful for it I feel you it's like I would have considered myself very like a little bit more organized than Nick was when we first got married, where I was like, I liked having things organized and he did not care at all. And was like almost, I would be like, okay, you literally thrive without plans, without whatever. But as we've kind of gotten to know each other and gotten a little older, he doesn't thrive in that. It's just how he used to function. So Mm -hmm. it's like, he knows how to, you know, live his life in chaos, but 
it's not necessarily the best option. He does better with a routine and he Mm -hmm. does better with like cleanliness and it excites him when his area is really clean and organized and like all of his stuff is, you know, his papers, his cords, you know. It makes anyone feel better. I don't care who you are. Sure, some people can function, but when you're desk is cleared off with a candle going. It's like, you're going to feel way better yes, than if it's exactly. a nightmare mess. I'm yeah. sorry. It's just And at some point, is. like when you're, I don't know how long you guys have been dating. I forgot. Did you say? I don't think she did. For years now, for a few years now. Oh, wow. I feel like at a certain point after that, like first stage wears off, you aren't afraid to do your own thing anymore. So I feel like just give it time. Like mm-hmm. when he's like, stay up late with me you're and like, whatever. No. Yeah. You're just like, uh, okay, no, like maybe once in a while, but I'm not just going to do what you want to do. Like I'm my own person and I want to go take a bath and I want to go, you know, read or I want to go on a run. You kind of start, you kind of start, I don't know. Becoming a little more independent of each other. Totally. We're going to take a quick little break to talk about one of our favorite absolute star sponsors. And that is Green Chef. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. You can enjoy clean ingredients that you can trust that are seasonally seasonally sourced. Wow, that's kind of hard to say. What a tongue twister for peak freshness. Ingredients, they come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Cooking meals at home is really good, not only for your health, your physical health, but for your mental health as well. It's a really good way to actually practice self-care. Green Chef makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plants fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, like me, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier. There's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. I love, love, love Green Chef. I love how convenient it makes everything. A lot of times, I'll just like take a chance on a recipe, spend hours making it, and then it doesn't come out, and then I have to clean it all up, and I'm just so annoyed. But Green Chef like really takes all the hassle out of it, and honestly, every recipe I've ever tried has been really good. Yes. You Um, know what? Oh, I just had a thought. You know what? Sometimes when I make a recipe, I'll buy like some ingredient that I have never used, probably will never use again. And I only use a little bit of it. Like say I have to get a jar of it. And then I use a teaspoon. Yeah. And then it sits in my fridge or my pantry and just rots in there. Exactly. For the rest of existence. And Green Chef solves that issue for you. Exactly. There's sometimes a little bit of leftovers, but not even really, which Mm -hmm. I kind of like because it's just like one and done. But Leif and I made the lemon mustard chicken. It was super, super good. And yeah, I just love that I don't have to go to the grocery store, get all the ingredients and then like portion them myself. It just takes away a lot of the time and just is very convenient. So go to greenchef.com slash 90 what we said and use code 90 what we said to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90 what we said and use code 90 what we said to get $90 off, including free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating well. Check it out. Let's talk about jewelry and accessories. So you guys might know I love 14 karat gold jewelry. I have been trying to build up a collection, even on my New York vlog, actually, I was talking about how I want to build up a collection and how I have one gold chain that I wear every single day. It's from Missouri. It's so beautiful. I also have two rings from Missouri that I wear every single day. So if you watch my vlogs or follow along with me, you literally see me wearing these pieces every single day. Um, One of them is like a chain kind of ring, like a curb chain ring. Maybe I'll post on the stories. The other one is like a gold croissant style ring. That's really cute. So Missouri is amazing. We absolutely love them. Chelsea has some of their pieces as well. Amazing staple pieces that you can wear every single day. They have some dainty pieces. They have some chunkier pieces. 
They also drop new products every Monday. So that means fresh, new, and exciting pieces on an ongoing basis. Think 14 karat solid gold staples, like I mentioned, super stackable rings, um, the occasional pearl earrings, everyday diamonds, all handcrafted and ethically sourced. Also, Missouri's team is over 80% women. Missouri is a company by women for women. It's not about waiting to be gifted. It's about gifting yourself. I absolutely love that. We obviously love a women-ran company. So Missouri freed themselves from middlemen and they sell directly to you, providing fine jewelry at a fraction of the price. So say goodbye to traditional 10 times markups because with Missouri, you don't have to choose between high quality or accessible prices. You can choose both. So you guys can get free shipping on all U.S. and Canada orders, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Visit Missouri.com slash what we said for 10% off your first order. That is Missouri.com slash what we said for 10% off your first order. And that'll be linked in the show notes as well. Also, really quickly, 14 karat gold does not oxidize. So you're never going to experience green fingers, which is so amazing. That's why I absolutely love my Missouri rings that I wear all the time. So anyway, go check it out. You guys will love it. Hi, girls. I'm such a big fan. I've been following JC for a few years now, and I've been listening to the podcast since the first episode came out. Wow. Wow. I need your advice on a very serious thing that has happened to my family recently. So back in November, both of my grandparents unfortunately got COVID and were hospitalized. Sadly, my grandpa died in just a couple weeks, but my grandma was able to completely recover. My grandma has been struggling with the loss of her husband and we have all been grieving. But as soon as things seem to be getting better, a bomb just exploded on us. There's this lady that my grandma briefly knows Mm -hmm. that has kept calling her suspiciously frequently. And this week, she finally told my grandma the reason why all the calls. She supposedly had an affair with my grandpa for about 10 years, which was still going on at the time of his death. At first, we were sure we were sure it must have been some sort of crazy lady talk since she's in a retirement home and very much not mentally stable. But then my grandma found on my grandpa's phone hundreds of phone calls with this lady. So it seems that they were likely more than just acquaintances. Oh my gosh. Now, the problem is, is that we are struggling with the uncertainty of the situation because it really seems like they were both having an affair, but we cannot confront my grandpa about it. So we will always be left with this unsolvable doubt. I'm really struggling to deal with this and I really need help on how to live with this doubt in the back of my mind and how to move on as a family. If he did in fact have an affair, I don't know how I'll be able to forgive him, but also I'm dealing with the loss and I miss him and it's such a messed up situation. It feels like his memory was ruined for all of us and we don't know if that's even for something that really did happen. Sorry for the long message and for the probable grammar mistakes. So much love from Italy. Dang. Oh, from Italy. That beautiful, beautiful country. My (laughs) favorite country ever, by the way. That is so hard. That is incredibly hard. The first thought that comes to my mind, like as I'm listening to you talk, is a person is not defined by like the worst thing that they did in their life. Mm-hmm. So as it is like, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know what it's like to be in that position to feel those exact feelings that you're feeling of like grief, but then also like anger. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't, I don't it's know. It's not their identity. It, yeah, it's not his identity of like who he was and obviously not great. Not a great move, but it's not, it I don't know. What you, I was going to say is it doesn't take away from all the good memories and all exactly. the, all of his good traits. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. everyone makes mistakes again, not saying it's okay and it's all fine and dandy, but I think that's a really good point. It's like yeah. we shouldn't be defined by, you know, the worst mistake we ever made. And it's probably just so hard not even knowing if that's the truth. Yeah. But, but I think sometimes… It's almost, I don't want to say it's not your business because it it is your family and it's your grandpa, but 
sometimes it's like better to just assume the best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you have to pretend it didn't happen, but it's like, why like keep yourself up at night and be yeah. like, this probably, when it's like, you're not horrible. even 100% yeah. sure. So I'm not saying per- literally ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. But at the same time, it's like, that was his life. That was his business. And you can focus on all of the great memories that you have yeah. with him. And I think that um, anytime we're focused on ourselves primarily, like thinking about us, we start to feel even more miserable just like by the second. So I think more than anything, my best piece of advice from an outside perspective would be to think about your grandma. And like she's probably going through the worst of it mm-hmm. because she's finding this out and she's also grieving her husband. So maybe even to make you feel better to try and focus on her, like your grandma and try and like be there for her, try and serve her in whatever ways you can. Mm-hmm. Even if she feels like maybe, I don't I don't know what like state she's in right now, but that would be my best advice. I like that. I think it's always looking outward can always help a lot for sure. Okay. Hello, ladies. And hello, Beth. Thanks for uplifting my days and giving me some good laughs. Keep spreading light and positivity. It really makes a difference in the world. So I'm getting married in about a week, marrying young, just like you ladies. I'm moving from my college apartment into my future husband's apartment. He lives by himself in a one bedroom apartment. It's small, but nice quality and cute. My sweet mother-in-law went shopping for him to decorate the space. I love her, but our styles of decor are much different to say the least. Now that we're going to live together, I want to feel happy in our home and not feel like I'm living at his apartment. Pretty much everything must go. Oh, shit. <laughs> the shower curtain featuring fish poles, bears, trees, and canoes. No. The throw pillows. Not the canoes. The heinous paintings. The decorations on the counter and nightstands. The list could go on. I finally convinced him to let me put new bedding on the wedding registry, and he was low-key sad because he liked his boy bedding. So I feel like this will be a struggle. Wait, wait, wait. Did she go shopping with him like when it was hit for him when it was his apartment, right? Or she went shopping for like new stuff. The mother-in-law? The, yeah. Uh, my sweet mother-in-law went, I think, I don't know. She didn't specify. Maybe like before. Because my I'm like, then it all goes. Who yeah. cares? It, uh, now that weird. you're moving in with him. That would make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, wait, let me see. Okay, it's not done yet. Hold on. I would feel terrible throwing out all the decorations his mom got, but seriously, there's no way I'm living with it. At least with how small our apartment is. Any advice on how to tell my husband I hate the decorations and they need to get out of my sight? So it sounds like the ones that he she got originally. Yeah, but to me, I'm like, that's a boy's apartment. Yeah. And now it's both of your apartments. Yeah. So it, it would make yes. sense. Like, I feel like it would be almost weird for her to expect you to like keep all this like, canoe and bear it's yeah. like that's not my style you again I mean? compromise yeah because you don't want to like come take over his apartment but everything will be my style because it's like okay he, he's like uh okay i just said give up everything that i had in here so maybe say like i'm like give him one or two crumbs but <sighs> i feel like for boys they're pretty easy to please with like decor things. it depends how how much he cares because yeah. i feel like Leif. if i'm like oh i'm gonna do this do you care he's like not at all. Like, yeah. But some guys actually do want more of a say. So you yeah. have to, it depends if you need to compromise or if he's genuinely just like, I don't care. Yeah. Get rid of whatever you well, want. Well, I'm saying specifically because it's been his space. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you go in and he's like, oh, you know, I guess it's a one bedroom, but he has his like gaming setup and whatever. And you're just like, I want this chair. I want this desk. I mm-hmm. want this, you know, thing on the wall. It's like, just give him something. We're big. 
give him one chair. Give him exactly. One thing That's to what buy. I had to do with the one behind me. Yeah, we all have to compromise, ladies. Yeah, this exactly. Is not the office chair I would have chosen. But. Exactly. It's like I feel like guys don't really care about their beds, or unless it's like sentimental. You know? Yeah, exactly. They don't care about their bedside tables. They don't care about no anything like that. But who knows? And, and as far as like hurting the mother-in-laws. I don't think she'll care. I don't think she's going to care, but I guess it depends on her personality. Also, how often is she like coming to visit? Maybe yeah. she's not going to notice, you know? Yeah. I don't think she'll care. Hi, beautiful ladies. Thank you for the years of uplifting, honest, and funny content. I have listened since the beginning and we are for sure best friends at this point. Okay. On to the needed advice. A couple weeks ago, the guy I've been talking to since August. How long is that? Okay. Wow. That's like six months probably went silent on me. Cool. I then found out this past week he's been seeing someone else. So the good news is that I don't have to sit around and wonder if he just got busy with life or something happened and that's why I got ghosted. I now know he just decided it was over and didn't bother <laughs> letting me know. LOL. Amazing. Awesome. I'm trying to be positive about it, but I am pretty sad. I really liked this guy right up to the end and vilifying people doesn't feel like a good way for me to move on, aka saying something like, he's a piece of shiz, doesn't feel honest or true to me. Wow, you're mature and very self-aware. Um, so I need some advice. I'm having a really hard time keeping my thoughts from wandering to the idea that I'm just an unlovable person worthy of being dropped. This guy is the first guy I've taken a chance on in literal years because my confidence has been so low that I assumed no one could ever care about me. I've worked really hard to build up my sense of self-worth and confidence these past few years, but it feels fragile and new still. This whole situation feels like it's threatening to spiral me into a space of self-loathing and isolation. I guess I'm just having a hard time not equating this rejection to me being a worthless human. I don't even know if this makes sense, but if it does and you have any advice, it would mean a lot you guys are the best dang you are first of all so well-spoken yeah so self-aware like you have so much going for for you I can already tell just by this yeah you writing this in so I totally know what you mean like I feel like confidence number one comes and goes and it can be a lot of hard work to get to a point where you're like like you said, you finally take a chance on a guy and you're like, I actually am like yeah. worth whatever. And then he's like, bye. And you're like, cool. I am a little Especially when they're actually trash. nice. Yeah. It's, it's almost worse when they're nice and cool and like successful and just like a good guy. And then they're like, oh, I don't want you. You're like, cool. Yeah. It's not even like you were a jerk and I can just move on and be like, ugh. Yeah. Like he, she said, a piece of shiz. Exactly. I think this is what I always say. And this is what I, I had the mindset of when me and Leif um, started dating. And I feel like genuinely when Leif and I started dating is when for some reason I was like the most mature in like a relationship and I did feel the most confident. But I always said it was like every situation, it's however you look at it, right? But it's a win-win. Like if someone mm -hmm. drops you and they ghost you, consider that a win-win situation they are now with someone that they want to be with and you are not with someone who doesn't want to be with you. Yeah, and you're one person closer to getting to the one. Exactly. You should be with someone who absolutely adores you, who you have no questions about. Like, And I'm not saying this guy sucks, but it obviously isn't the right time for you guys to be together or it's not the right situation. Yeah. So yeah, let's be happy about moving on and being closer, like you said, one step closer to finding your person. Mm -hmm. And the best thing you can do for your own self, like for your mindset, but also the most attractive thing you can do from for outsiders is to be confident. Yeah. Like guys are more attracted to a confident girl, you know? Is that a bad <laughs> thing to say? No. I just saw this thing that was like, um, guys are less likely to go for confident girls 
or something like that. Like if like sure of themselves girls, because it's like, Okay, let, or, let me or, or rephrase it was saying this. The higher a girl's IQ, the less likely she is to like be in a relationship. Amazing. And the, the higher a guy's IQ is, the more likely he is to be in a relationship. Well, what I was going to say is, let me rephrase this. Confident guys exactly. usually like confident girls. Insecure guys do not like confident girls. No. Because it threatens them. Yes. But you don't want an insecure guy. Exactly. You want both of you to love your, like be confident and happy with, yourselves. That's the best case scenario, the best recipe for a good relationship. Also, I saw a TikTok today. This girl was talking about how the happiest subset of people are single girls in their 20s. Really? So she was saying like, <laughs> they're like, you better not act like that. A guy's not going to like you like that. And she's like, don't tempt me with that. Like, that's a <laughs> temptation. Honestly, she's like, why would I try and be pulled away from like literally the happiest subset of people? Like living her best life. Yeah. Yeah. Being single, I'm like, being single sounds nice. No, <laughs> being single is like, we always talk to Rachel about that yeah. because one of our friends is single and she's around our age. And like, you know, we always talk about there's pros and cons of everything, but like live it up when you're, whatever season of life you're in, it's like, you just have to make the best of it instead yeah. of wishing for, for it to be any other way. Like before you have the old uh, lock and chain. <laughs> I'm like, trust me, girl. Ball and chain. You know, it's just like, live mm -hmm. it up. You, like I said, I can already tell you, you have so much You can do whatever the F you want right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, You, you literally have nothing tying Legally. you down. So just go live She's it She's like, up. actually, I do. I live in a pandemic. We're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, true. oh, yeah. You have everything tying you down. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, Chelsea, JC, and Beth. Love listening to your pod every week. I got all my friends hooked on it, too. Okay, so I'm in dire need of some advice. My sister and I are besties. We do everything together. We think the same things at the same time. We're basically the same human being. She's getting engaged in a few months, and I can't help but think how scared I am that I might be losing her to a new man. I hate to say it, but... <laughs> I was like, you are, though. You are. I've been getting really strong vibes that her boyfriend doesn't really like me, and I'm oh, not sure why. Shit. Oh, shiz. Whenever I'm around him, he's really standoffish and super serious, but fun and bubbly with everyone else. Okay. okay. Well, I want to be happy that my sister has found someone she loves enough to spend her whole life with. I can't help but be a little bit nervous that I might not be as involved in her life when she's married because her husband won't want me around. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to spend every waking moment with them. I have boundaries, but if he's joining my family, Family, then shouldn't we at least be friends? I'm scared to confront him and then ha have him gaslight me and say that I'm overthinking it. But I'm also scared of not confronting him before things get super serious with them. Wait, are they already engaged? Thanks so much for your advice. Love you guys. Um, or she's like about to get engaged. Is that what she said? She's getting engaged in a few months. You, oh, I want to validate your feelings. Yeah. That is so, you, heinous. yeah, that's heinous. Like you are so validated in being nervous about that. Yeah. Because there is or like because nothing. you will lose Mike, her. You will lose her. I'm so sorry. Bye. Sorry for um, your loss. No, it, there's nothing worse. I've said this before than like watching someone you love. And I don't know. Maybe he treats her well. well it doesn't I don't even know if it sound like it doesn't even sound like he's a bad guy at all. I think she just gets the vibes that he doesn't like her. her specifically. Have you talked to your sister about it? Like, yeah. why don't you ask her? Like, does he have something against me? I, you know, just be like, I feel weird vibes with him. I feel like he doesn't like me. Is there a reason? Because there might be. I don't know you specifically, but maybe you give off a vibe that you don't like him because you are nervous subconsciously about it. are like giving off that vibe because you really are scared that he's going to take her away from you. True. So maybe you are giving off the like energy. Yeah. Almost like marking your territory energy and mm -hmm. he doesn't maybe like that. So maybe True. he's getting the same vibes from you. That's why he's standoffish because he doesn't want to like push any buttons. Yeah. Or maybe he's nervous. So yeah, you should talk to your sister about it. Ask her like, 
I think the number one, you know, concern would be how he treats your sister. Like the number one thing here is to sabotage the relationship. Like, let's start thinking of ways (laughs) we can break this up. No, if if your sister's like the happiest she's ever been and he's genuinely a good guy, then it's like, I think we can get past this. I Mm -hmm. think you can figure it out. If he treats her not good and she's also not happy, that's an issue. Totally. You know? Wow. Good luck with that. I'm sorry, girl. Yeah, talk to your sister. See what see what the vibe is. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be scared to if, especially if they are not even engaged yet. I'm sure he'll be nice to you. Yeah, like he's I don't, be. I don't see a world where he's a bully. Yeah, just like so mean to you, especially if you mean so much to his future fiance. Totally, open communication is key. Okay, my girls. Number one, obsessed with your podcast. My boyfriend is too, but won't admit it. Lol, <laughs> love that. Number two, I need your help. I've been working as a family manager since November 2019, so a bit over a year. At first, it was a great job because I was moving back to LA and I was just trying to find a job with any type of admin work since that is what I wanted to get involved with. This seemed perfect because I had experience in a nanny. As a nanny, maybe? Probably. But it also implied administrative responsibilities. Well, since COVID, the kids have been home way more and I really just do not feel fulfilled. I actually hate my job. Haha. Cool. Shoot. So I switched gears a bit. I'm starting my own event planning business, which has been something I've done on the side for about four years and I love it, but finally decided to turn it into a moneymaker because you know I got to get that bread. Yes, honey, get that coin. The only thing is I kind of have a whole situation with the job I'm in now. Like I live with them. Basically, I need advice on whether or not I should suck it up and stay at the job because it provides me income while I build this business or if I should just quit the job and go for the one I'm actually passionate about and that fulfills me. Both ways have their pros and cons. I know you're both entrepreneurs, so I thought you would have some advice on this. Thanks so much. Give them the old Gary V 80-20. Yeah, I was Give about it to, to them, baby. Yeah. 80-20, baby. 80% of your income, if, if 80% of your income is f- coming from the nanny job mm-hmm. where you're living, give 80% of your time to that. Until your event planning is making more than 20% and becomes the 80%, then you can quit your job. Mm-hmm. But it, it, but you have to wait, especially if you want to fund something to just like make the transition super mm-hmm. fast, even though it sounds so inspiring. It's like, you got to have some some cushion. I don't know what your bank account looks like. That's why it's always hard in these situations yeah. because it's like I need more context because if you like already— if you have a ton of saved up, Yeah, then if you have maybe. a ton of saved up, then sure, quit the job and like go for this. But I think it's always smart. Like I never want to be the person that's like, quit your job mm-hmm. and go after your passions and be unrealistic because sometimes that's actually not an option. So I think it depends on what you have saved. It depends on where you see this going. Because I totally understand like how having a job that you hate just stifles your creativity and it Mm -hmm. makes it really hard. But sometimes the beginning stages, you just have to push through that hard season where you're doing stuff you don't necessarily love. And you're working overtime. Yeah. Until you can get to the point where you do absolutely love your job. And don't get me wrong, there's still going to be days when you don't like the job you're even passionate about, you know? But I feel like you have to be smart and not jump the gun in quitting this job just because like you're not obsessed with it right now. Just be smart. Just just crunch the numbers. That's yeah. what I encourage you to do. Have like at least, I would say at least minimum six months savings. Yeah. Of like, if you were not to make a dime, you would still be able to survive for six months and like be investing in your business. Exactly. But if you have less than that, don't quit yet, I would say. Yeah, I would Especially in this quit. economy, honey. No, not in this economy. Be careful out there, okay, guys? For sure. Save up. Okay. Well, Literally just scared. Horrible way to end. <laughs> It's like recession is coming, you guys. Yeah, but you got to be smart out there. You got to be smart. Okay. 
that is going to be it for our advice column. Thank you guys so much for writing in. As always, you guys can write in whenever you want, by the way. Just write in if you need advice to hello at what we said podcast.com. And Beth goes through them and we just title it advice column. Need yeah. advice. Yes. Something about advice. And we'll know to put it in that folder. And we reference back to old ones. We pick new ones. So just email us whenever. But if you guys want to follow our Instagram, it's at what we said podcast. If you want to give us um, a rating and review, go right on ahead. We would love that. We always read them. And thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Happy Friday. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.